0: Hello and welcome to episode 217 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I
1: am Jacob Miracle.
0: I would say there is a dark cloud. Lingering over this week, yeah, over the podcast.
1: As you can tell, just by Michelle's enthusiasm, this week we got a real happy topic for you guys. This week, let me tell you. Yeah,
0: I mean, we can't help it. We we got to stick with the news. And as everyone knows at this point, twenty uh, eight year old Audrey Elizabeth Hale, armed with assault rifles and a handgun, killed three children and three adults at a private Christian school in Nashville last Monday morning um, before being fatally shot by police. Uh, The three students were nine years old. Um, They lost the head of the school, a custodian, a substitute teacher, all in their 60s, which is still young as a person in my 40s, I will say.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Despite having one of the nation's highest rate of gun deaths, Tennessee has enacted numerous laws under Governor Bill Lee's leadership to loosen requirements for gun ownership. This is it just me or does this just like a straight line where you can just you see
1: you would think from
0: A to Z is very clear
1: you would think you would think that it'd be pretty obvious at this point what's going on man but nope it's there's still so much so stuff it, it, it's so depressing at this point with this gun violence thing man it's like the rest of the world it's like a line from Street Fighter like the rest of the world if something like this happens it's like the defining moment of their lives they take action they do everything they can to make sure it doesn't happen again and in America, we're like, oh, it's just Tuesday. And Another just thing happened. Have to whatever. There's like
0: constant trauma and sadness that we're all carrying. And I mean, it comes down to that: the guns are the problem. There have been 131 mass shootings in the United States so far since 2023. Mm-hmm. What is even going on? If that theory that like. More guns equals more safely were even remotely true then the U.S. would be the safest country in the entire world.
1: There's a factor of two to three, the amount of guns in this country to people.
0: Well, yeah, so there are 120.5 guns per 100 individuals. So, yeah. We're the only country in the entire world that is home to more guns than there are people living in the country. And we are 25 times more likely to be killed by in a gun homicide than individuals in peer countries. And as the fact that everyone's been talking about, but perhaps not enough people are affected by, is that gun violence is the number one cause of death of children under 18.
1: Well, that's, what? Not, I, that's not what I heard. I heard books and the Statue of David are actually the two most dangerous I things know, that we man, need to deal with This right is
0: now. getting bananas. More than 1,300 children under the age of 18 have been injured or killed by gun violence since the new year. I mean... 1,300. I can't take it.
1: The last time we... Remember when cars were the number one, uh, you know, killer of kids. What we do we do? You had to start wearing seatbelts. You had to put in a car seat. You had to sit in the back seat. You we had all this stuff. You have to a
0: course. You have to get a license. Like, all of these but, no, things we're, we're make go- the other perfect sense. We're, we're
1: going the other way with the other one. Like, nah, we'll just let you... Anybody can get one and it doesn't matter where it's going and we won't even check a background and you can just take it home with you.
0: And, you know, and it, it, it's hard to not kind of sound flippant about it, but there's such a severe disconnect between, you know, the really, currently really vocal Republican lawmaker narrative, um, which we're hearing all the time, yeah. is protecting children in the country, and what seems like just sheer lack of motivation or will to actually protect t- children from the single most dangerous threat to their lives, which is, as a fact, gun violence, it's, you know, just, this isn't even opinions. I mean, Jacob and I may have our opinions about it, but these are just some hardcore facts. And the worst, I mean, going on Google, man, it'll just blow your mind. But GOP party members have taken in millions and millions of dollars in donations from the gun lobby industry while simultaneously blocking efforts to pass any meaningful gun control legislation. How is... How is any of that legal? I, and I mean no. all of it. And in that sense, I mean everyone in government. How can anyone take money from any lobbyist? This is insane.
1: I mean, I looked in a dictionary, and that actually it fills out all the parts of a bribe is what it exactly is, I like mean, one-to-one.
0: it really is. You'll have, like, big oil and gas companies coming. I mean, anything. I don't even care seven. if it's something I support <laughs> I don't want you bribing the people in charge. This is bananas.
1: 70% 70 of gun owners um, support background checks and like... uh closing gun loopholes and yet they still can't get that through that yeah, basic stuff and
0: that's a very that was a february 2023 poll that found that yeah, this you know is americans e- are really they're dissatisfied with gun control laws because i think i can say this because well, we a don't u- we don't have
1: any first of all
0: well it's a universal statement universal statements are pretty hard to say for the for the amount of people we have and the differences but i feel confident i can say that nobody wants children
1: well, I don't know, that's,
0: man that's I think th- I mean,
1: I'm looking at the stats, and I don't know if that's entirely true. I feel some people are okay with it.
0: It's They're it's just really mind shoulders. blowing. It's a real bummer. 50% of this country does not even require a license to carry a gun. Cuz so why, can, why like, would you? Why would carry you carry a one? concealed handgun in public? You don't have to get a license, you don't have to get a background check, you don't have to get any training. You, you, you
1: need a license to drive a jet ski, but not to get a gun. Let that, let that roll around in your brain for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's it's really difficult and that's why we had to focus on it today because um Two in ten adults in the U.S. have either been personally impacted by or have someone close to them who has been impacted by gun violence. The U.S. is truly in a constant state of crisis due to gun violence. So, how can we not? How can we not just? And I feel like I, I don't want people. You know, as as we're coming from a library, as a place of information, we're always seeking to find people the truth and the facts. I just don't want people to be fooled by rhetoric, um, because gun control can and does stop gun violence. Because, as Jacob said, when mass shootings have occurred in other major countries, their governments moved quickly to tackle the issues. Yeah. So the U.S. is simply just an abject failure. In this area, the idea that gun control will lead to less gun violence is not like a progressive fantasy. It has been proven effective elsewhere in the world.
1: Australia had one mass shooting, and then they banned guns. And guess what, guys? Hasn't happened again since. Imagine how that goes on. I
0: know there's a lot of those stories. It's just really hard. It's hard to not feel frustrated, and you carry this around with you, and. I feel You're like looking at the faces of these people and there's just I too many know.
1: there's just too many dumbos running around out there that watch like diehard movies or st- action movies. And they're like, you know what, if the situation comes up, I will be John McClane and I will handle this situation. Well, as long as I have my weapon, I'll be able to take it. And then they get in the situation and they're running or they're just like, they you can't. God, how the hell are you just going to yeah. know you're able to hit somebody or say, the, stop something?
0: The real question is would they be able to run barefoot over glass? That's what I want to oh, know. Oh,
1: you just, you <laughs> just triggered me, man. Like my foot started twitching <laughs> just at that thought right there.
0: I don't know. So uh, we're going to move uh, on to our films, which uh, I'm, are I'm, not I'm, any I'm, better. I'm
1: heated today, Michelle. I'm well, heated. contact on
0: this one. your local hmm. official. That's really all I can advise people. But so. Living in the shadow of school shootings has definitely changed us, and movies about them have changed too. So I feel like Columbine in 1999. That wasn't the first American school shooting, but the, it's the one that seems to loom the largest. The first one—that's
1: really the first big one. That big, you know. Oh, they're all big, but like you know, quote unquote, the first. Well, they big they had one, that like,
0: girl who didn't like Mondays. Do you remember that story? That shot well, in her school.
1: It, I thought that was like um, Garfield.
0: No, no, no. That's that's a real sad story. It hates um, Wow. But quickly after Columbine, wait, came, that's not
1: what that song "Manic Mondays" about, is it? Because every once in a while, you get one of those weird, like. No, songs.
0: I don't. I don't okay. think so. But I can't say for sure. Um, so after that came the unrelenting attempts to retell the story of Columbine to kind of try to make sense of it, um, to find a way to explain what happened and why, and then why it kept happening over and over again. So I feel like filmmakers have really kept that impossible task going for well over 20 years now that these films have been coming out. I mean, the Columbine generation are raising their own children now. So we're on our second generation of kids who live in that shadow. Um, But in the meantime, we've watched movies uh, and TV shows about school shootings and just lived through them over and over again. Mm -hmm. They're among the traumas of our age. So it's not something that we can ignore and as shootings have grown from shocking to as you said shockingly commonplace
1: it just happens like every week every week gotta go and see another story about a school getting shot up and all that
0: (sighs) or even so many places or a parade or a movie theater or a college oh
1: got a guy who decided to shoot up a what was a Blake Shelton concert in Vegas and everybody was like eh eh Whatever yeah. it happens,
0: the questions we're trying to answer have changed too. So we've shifted from interrogating the shooters, I think, to really trying to understand the survivors and the impact that they carry with them in life. So that's what we're going to be covering today: um, films that, in the wake of school shootings, you know, have come out and how they affect us. Whether you've experienced them directly or which, not, which and hopefully movies, you haven't. I mean, yes, and movies are always have always been good at that at creating empathy and understanding and showing us something that we may not have experienced and then it lets that the idea of it kind of linger and it gives space for grief to survivors and just make sure that we all understand I need this all on the same page
1: the one thing I like about when directors make these kind of movies involving school shootings is I feel part of the problem is they don't like, they talk about these shootings, but with them, they always hide the the reality of it. Like, you never see the photos of the crime scenes. You never see the autopsy photos of them. I feel like we need to stop Oof. hiding that from people. Like just a like,
0: really graphic yeah, movie, yeah. you think? Well, That's not even tough. movie. Like,
1: even reality. It's like, okay, you guys... Okay, Gomez, Here's exactly what it looks like when somebody goes hog wild at a school. Like you got to yeah. make people face that. They just hear it and they just shrug. It's like okay, whatever. I, I assume mean, it's that's like really movies.
0: Hard for like the
1: kid fluttered his eyes and he faded away. Really, like not even that yeah. bad. He, he didn't I hurt remember that much. From
0: one of the last ones, I honestly can't even keep track. But always oh, Uvalde. That they. Oh,
1: that's another good one where the uh, the tough Texas cops like, took an hour and a half. To I get know, in there. but
0: even you know. The kids, they couldn't even be recognized after, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't even get into that. that, That's what I
1: mean. That uncomfortableness right there is why they should, they should start showing this stuff because that way people have to face it. Like you want, you want to support this kind of stuff. That's fine. But now you got to look at the reality of what you're supporting your guy.
0: No, I get what you're saying. So we are talking today about documentaries and movies that deal with this subject. And then if we have time at the end, I have some young adult books. Um, If you have teens that are probably confused about this and stressed out watching the news that we can recommend. So as I mentioned, I'll start with Bowling for Columbine. This was the political documentary filmmaker Michael Moore. And he explores the circumstances that led to the 1999 Columbine High School massacre and kind of more broadly, the proliferation of guns and the high homicide rate in America. So the film explores what Morris suggests are the primary causes for the Columbine High School massacre. Which is the um, Matrix,
1: of course, as everybody remembers.
0: <laughs> was that one of the things that, that that I the, remember that, in the movie?
1: Yeah. Well, no, that's one of the things that they were talking about. Like, oh, they were wearing black trench coats. It must be because of the Matrix. That's what yeah. it was. Um, Always movies. Always movies. He
0: really focuses on the background and the environment in which the massacre took place and some common public opinions and assumptions about related issues. So, you know, it's looking into the school shooting, and then it also looks into the nature of violence in the United States um, and violence abroad and some of the differences in that. So if somehow you missed uh, bullying for Columbine, I know that some people... um, Michael Moore is is a hard sell to them. I'm
1: one of those people It's I just don't really like Michael Moore. Sure,
0: but. and I think that that's fine, but like he gets his point across. He, does. he has I mean, I've seen his research teams, so like you can feel confident that that what is you're being exposed to is correct information. Like this has been researched to death. Yeah,
1: this isn't some Morgan Spurlock nonsense, everybody. This they actually put some research in did some reality hey, you're seeing he in these ate, documentaries. He ate
0: those burgers.
1: Sure, sure he did. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> wink is what we're gonna do on that.
0: <laughs> All right, what do you have?
1: So I'm gonna go uh, with a movie that in its day was super controversial and nowadays a little pre- pretty uh, prescient. Uh, Gus Van Sant's uh, Elephant. Did you ever see that one? I did. This was one of those ones that when it came out, everybody was like, oh, this movie should be bad. This is just trash. I don't know why you would make a movie about somebody planning a school shooting. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, well, it's just kind of reality now. So basically what this movie is about, several high school students go through their daily routines as two other people prepare for something more malevolent. You can kind of guess what that's going to be about. Uh, This one gets into the planning stage and see how people are just going about their lives, and then two people decide that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do this thing, and it ruins, destroys a whole bunch of lives. It's, I feel
0: like it was, and he kind of used the Columbine shooting that it's, like, based on a he, bit.
1: He definitely used it as, like, a um, you know, like a base for what he was mm-hmm. going to do. Some people say it's a little, ex, it was said at the time that it was exploitive. Like you I remember hearing it.
0: that a ton. And I yep. remember feeling mixed about it. Like, we shouldn't be talking about, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, now it's like, oh, well, yeah, we really need to talk about it all the time. Yeah, it
1: was at the time, it was, because it wasn't, as you know, we didn't have as many media outlets, like you know, this and we stuff didn't have as out- many
0: shootings, right?
1: It didn't happen as much. Um, but at the time, it was one of those people didn't really want to face it. They didn't really think it was going to become an ongoing thing. They thought it would be like occasional, like some psycho will be out there. And now it's just part of the daily life, man. We got kids doing gun drills in schools for goodness' sake. Like they're doing fire drills. They're probably doing more than a fire drill because mm-hmm. you're more likely to get shot at at school than you get into a fire.
0: So. Um, do you have on your list, wasn't there like another documentary, or am I wrong, that was Columbine related or no? Oh,
1: I think there is. I don't remember okay. if I got it in here. Let I didn't go, know what it was. Let but... me go off my little list here. Um,
0: um, but that's okay. I'll move on to the next one, and then we'll see. So this movie, I don't know if I mentioned it before. This Oh, movie... I do have one, actually, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Go ahead, then. So it's
1: I'm Not Ashamed um, by Brian Braw. Um This one follows the journal entries of the first victim of the massacre, uh, Rachel Scott, it it's you basically what the guy was doing was he wanted to humanize one of the victims um by letting you know their story behind the um killing. Yeah so that that's way what I was thinking. Yeah. So that way like you get to know them and then you get an interview with like their friends and family about how they were affected by that's the tragedy. Or,
0: it's, it's kind of like the um uh Anne Frank diary. Yeah. Where it doesn't it's not even like directly related to that story. They're not talking about this incident, but you recognize that Oh, you were just a kid.
1: Yeah, just a little kid, just doing your own thing, thinking yeah. about homecoming and hoping that some guy was going to ask you out. And then, oh, what happens? Oh, get these yeah. two uh, morons, whose name I actually unfortunately still remember to this day, um, you know, decide that they're going to do some stuff and that ends it all. And then everybody just kind of, you know, moves on with their lives. So I think that's why I'm saying the same thing with the showing of the, the crime scenes. You got to be able to put a face on these people in these situations. Otherwise, it just becomes nameless, faceless I know. It's hard
0: for people to then remember people that way, but it's something to consider. I'm going to talk about this film. It's called Mass.
1: Oh, okay. I don't <sighs> think I heard of that one.
0: It is extremely powerful. Mm, okay. And very difficult to watch. Um, it is a story of four people who meet to talk years after a school shooting. So we have this one set of parents who is Jason Isaacs and Martha Plimpton. Oh, okay. And they're they're the parents of a boy who died in a shooting. And then we have the parents, and Dowd and Reed Burney, of the shooter. So it's like those two sets of parents, one who lost their child and the one who raised the child who did the shooting. Okay. Their conversation is so, like, naughty and painful And it's just showing you like these parents are added to the ranks of survivors, even if they weren't, you know, directly in that moment, they have been run ragged and devastated by the ways that they've tried to respond to understand how their child could have been the shooter or the one who got shot. And they really stand in for the thousands of parents that are living through the same thing, you know, and it really beckons the audience to live through their eyes and mm-hmm. to understand this really uncertain world that they occupy, so it's hard to watch. But you really, even the parents of the shooter, I think, are even more interesting. Of you know, they really try to blame parents a lot and be like, "You weren't paying attention or this and that." And I do not think that that is the case all the time.
1: It's the case some of the time.
0: At all, but it is not the case all of the time. You can't just place sure. the blame. And mass really ends with grace and. A little catharsis, but there's no answers or explanations. Like, it's not trying to do that. That's not how it's going to wrap up. This is just a mess that we're living through, um, one that can be confronted but requires courage. Really excellent movie. I mean, those are all really good actors. It's done incredibly well. I don't know what else I can say is that I think you should watch Mass, but watch it with caution to yourself (laughs) because it's very difficult.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's going to have some... uh...
0: I, I mean, stuff, I was crying to a lot. Watch. I cried many, many times in the film. I, do. Sure. I am
1: a Jason Isaacs fan. I think that's a good choice of a lead for that one. Got and under, I love Ann Dowd. Actor.
0: I mean, I think Ann Dowd is, is amazing. So, All
1: right. Um, next one I'm going to go with is uh, Tower. Um, this is a thing that uh, combines archival footage with rotoscope animation.
0: Okay. I'm a big fan
1: of rotoscope. You don't see
0: yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Uh, well, don't see it enough. Um, it reveals the action-packed untold story of the witnesses, heroes, and survivors of some of America's first mass school shootings. Um you know, it was kind of a weird thing, like it had to be weird when this wasn't as prevalent when it was more of a situational kind of deal,
0: yeah,
1: where you don't you didn't really know how to describe it. You're kind of like in this one-off situation.
0: I feel like I'm sure that the animation
1: that's what I'm thinking like the animation really helped for that. It's gonna make it a little more palatable. It's gonna get people more involved with it. Maybe this it takes the edge off a little bit, so, like you were saying. With that last one, um, this can be rough material for people to watch. So anything you can do to take a slight edge off so that way you can kind of get people in the door so they'll watch it and they'll finish the whole thing so they actually let their brain wrapped around it instead of just avoiding it because it's going to be too quote-unquote hard for them to watch. Which
0: I get, which is like life is hard enough so you don't necessarily want to be like, ah, I finished a long day at work. I want to put my feet Mm -hmm. up and watch something so depressing. So you're right. That's a good, like, pulling you in in a different sort of way. Yeah,
1: so, you know, it's always good to get people to face... You need to face these things, guys. You can't just turtle your head up and act like these things aren't happening. You need to focus on the reality situation, that's the only way things get better or get fixed is if you actually face them head on.
0: That's true. There's a newer film um, that has really been praised for reaching like the young adult audience. It's called The Fallout. Um, okay. It's streaming. I think it's only streaming on HBO. I'll have to check if we have it in. But it's about high school student Veda, who's played by Jenna Ortega. Oh, a little um, Wednesday in there. Yeah, and <clears throat> excuse me. she goes to the restroom in the middle of class, and while she's in the bathroom a school shooting occurs. Um, So she ends up hiding in a stall with her schoolmates, Mia and Quintin, whose brother ends up being killed in the shooting. And it just shows in the wake of the tragedy, like Veda and Mia and Quintin, this unique and dynamic bond that they kind of form. And as they're navigating through life, which is really never linear, it's really a confusing journey, to heal in this world that feels forever changed. And you really get inside of the head of young people that were affected by this, that survived something like this and the lasting damage and PTSD and things like that that they carry through them in life. So uh, this is a new film, and I feel like this is the way that a lot of them are going to go of exploring the aftermath of survivors.
1: Yeah. Like, like, I don't even know how much more we can say about just what it's got to be like to be a
0: survivor in that situation. Yeah, no, we we don't. We don't really understand <laughs> it, but that's we're just here to recommend things to help people so that they can what else do you have
1: so I got this next one um hello Herman so this is um it's set in the not too distant future in just a random United okay. States uh city uh 16 year old Herman Howards uh, makes a fateful decision where he enters his school and just kills 39 people two teachers police yeah. officers a bunch of kids um just before he's arrested uh he emails his idol who's a famous journalist and basically gives him clips of the shooting that he filmed oh. on his own digital camera God. which i'm amazed that hasn't happened yet yeah. like to be perfectly honest with you and he basically tells this reporter that i want to tell my story on your show so it's a situation where now the reporter has to decide is what this to something do with
0: that footage
1: is this something yeah. i'm actually going to put on my screen is mm-hmm. it important it's obviously newsworthy but like this it makes it seem like like some of these killers, they want to become famous but and have their name known because of what are their actions. So I it's mean, like, do perhaps
0: you... we always do think that that they're looking for infamy, but then I'm like, but Not they never say it.
1: Well, they don't really say anything, usually. like
0: this stuff. You... I, don't, I don't it's but... hard to get inside the mind. Also, the issue with gun control is that guns allow you to take a split second feeling and act upon it it's right. why people that own firearms have higher suicide rates because it's right there you can't yeah. then change your mind and be like oh, i'm so i want this but then you're like well i don't have access to it yeah i, I, had, tw- I had
1: 20 minutes to sober up and i'm feeling things, a little bit different about the yeah whole thing.
0: things of that nature so that sounds like a very difficult film
1: yeah I, I mean, I, like i said i'm surprised that that had it probably it might have actually has happened but the police have like held the, held it back at this point but yes
0: i'm sure the fact
1: sure. in this day and age that well, i guess it kind of has you, there's the been one incidents where they streamed it. i, have, I was say, yeah. Yeah, they streamed it on youtube and stuff but it's
0: the one facebook stream that they took down
1: 4chan and all that just to have that up there all the time but yeah Huh.
0: yeah, Ugh. I know. We'll just we're just going to keep plowing through them. So this pretty, pretty one, much. this was um pretty big film. And that was based on a book, which is We Need to Talk About Kevin. This was based on Lionel Shriver's novel, which was published in 2003. I think it was the early 2000s.
1: It's a good movie, man.
0: Um, yeah, it is. The film largely centers on Eva, who's played by Tilda Swinton, who this is when Tilda Swinton was just playing kind of normal. Yeah, like this is before like
1: straight, before we got like the weirdness that yeah, is has come career now.
0: So who her life has fallen apart in the wake of a school I'm gonna say shooting, um, perpetrated by her son Kevin, who's played by Ezra Miller. So <laughs> Which
1: that's a little on the nose nowadays. No one we know about that guy. at this
0: Yeah. Point. So the story is told in a really jagged and non-linear way, and we slowly come to understand that something is terribly wrong with Kevin, who exhibits profoundly like antisocial behavior almost from birth which is all largely directed at his mother so he's kind of a criminal mastermind um because he just has this like devious mind and he when he's arrested at school he shows no remorse at all so the the thing that's really unusual about we need to talk about kevin is that he does shoot with a crossbow rather Mm -hmm. than a gun um but I think that taking the question of gun violence out of the picture underlies this story's main point which is to see if there's a way to like pry open Kevin's mind and to understand what's going on in there which is what we always want after these you know massacres and disasters um and the answer that the movie gives is that there isn't. Yeah. Like much. you're you're not going to know. We don't know all of the things that can possibly go wrong. And again I do just want to state this is not saying that, you know, everyone who's mass shooting has like a a mental health problem. I think they lean on that really heavily. And as we know, there are many, many people suffering from mental health issues that do not commit acts of violence. But I will agree that when someone does something like this, you want to be able to just dive into their brain and be like, show me what. Yeah, what, what made you think this was this was the idea this was the thing to do
1: what little um like gear in your head popped that you thought this is something that needs to be do with half the time people that didn't do anything to you
0: it's very I mean especially it's a very is' children very smart so decision
1: confusing. uh with that movie that they went with the crossbow instead of the gun because I feel like they that was an uh, a, like a um, decision by the director mm-hmm. that... If he uses the crossbow, the movie might get a little more exposure because if it was using a gun, they like the distributor or somebody might try to hide it a little bit more.
0: And he wasn't trying to focus on gun violence in mm-hmm. this instance.
1: Yeah, it's not the point. The but point it's kind of the this is thing.
0: Kevin and his mind and. You Tilda, know. I think
1: first her first Oscar nomination for this movie. I she's think she's great think, in the yeah. film.
0: It's hard to watch.
1: Oh well, yeah, very very rough movie. I yeah, didn't know what it was at the time. Happy I saw it when I did. Now I got that in my back pocket for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, my next one is Love Thy Neighbor. So this one is about Christian Riley Garcia. Uh, he was hailed as a hero after he sacrificed himself for others during oh, a school yeah. shooting um, that cost the lives of eight students, two teachers, and wounded several others. Um, his, as his family copes with the loss, they kind of go over this guy's life and what he was like. Um, he won the tw- He was given posthumously, obviously, the 2020 Congressional Medal of Honor, um, young hero awards so he was like um, looked at nationally that's for it. really
0: that's really I guess nice yeah. or great that he at least
1: <sighs> nice and great you know I, we'd I, rather I, have the person
0: but correct
1: um, correct so basically goes about how he impacted his family his community overall and like it's another depressing fact like this guy gave up their life to save a bunch of other people but it's like what else could this person possibly have done with their life if they had continued if they didn't yeah. die in the situation like what would they have been able to do you can already tell it's a good person if they were willing to do that for others so like what other kind of good would they do that the world gets robbed of
0: now that's really hard to to think about but um we're running out of time so i'm gonna do one last one there which is you should watch surviving sandy hook Um, This is actually available on our Hoopla streaming platform where you can watch videos for free. So that's the only place that it is. But it's about how on the morning of December 14th of 2012, a lone gunman with a semi-automatic rifle shot his mother at home and then entered the Sandy Hook Primary School massacring six adults and 20 children before taking his own life. And, you know, it gets into the gun debate and how both sides kind of use the atrocity for political gain in their own way. And then the disgusting conspiracy theories that are born from this chaos. Um, And it really shows you how, like, the rest of America and the world is debating why this happened. The people of Newton, they're just trying to come to terms with what has happened to their world and the loss of their loved ones. So this follows the families of the victims and action groups and town officials and emergency services and everyone is they're fighting for a change in gun laws and their attempt to try and heal from this traumatic day. Oh God,
1: oh, Alex Jones, I swear to God, if there's like a worse human being in America than that guy, I don't even know. I know. Go around for years calling... Parents of the kids that died, crisis actors and say their kids never existed. I know, I'm glad that guy is going to like spend the rest with the of his life
0: poor. So hopefully that he does end up poor. Oh, he's you gonna never ha- know with those lawsuits.
1: No, I no, mean the judge pretty much said. I you, know. They they said you can't. think You owe two billion dollars to these people. You pos man. Oh <sighs> my god, I hate that
0: dude so much, man. I know. I know. Don't get don't get all worked up, <sighs> <off>, Jacob. <sighs> can't start your day this way. So um, we I did want to share a roundup of YA books about school shootings. Not because it's only a very real possibility that they'll keep happening because the books really help readers who have or have not experienced a trauma um, find empathy and sympathy and understanding. So um, we did put out an Instagram post that has about eight book recommendations on there for young adults. Um, You know, just... Use caution. Be prepared for depictions of violence in these mm-hmm. books because that is what it is covering. So I'm not going to go over all of them. Um, I will just mention This Is Where It Ends by Mary Eek N- Nijkamp. I don't know. Nail it. I didn't. God, I'm so bad at names. But this book has really been hailed. This is one of the newer ones. Um, is really getting to the point and really hitting it. Um, so I recommend that other ones, check Instagram. And then one that wasn't on there that I wanted to recommend is called Hashtag Never Again, A New Generation Draws the Line. This is by David Hogue and Lauren Hogue. That was, um, uh, they were from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. So David was 17 years old at the time and his sister was 14. Um, and obviously that they changed their world oh, forever absolutely. with seventeen classmates and faculty dead. And they kind of joined the leadership of a movement to save their own lives and the lives of young people in America. This is not like it's tough because it's not a leadership position that they sought out. You know, They didn't want to, <laughs> yeah. but these events gave them no choice. And the morning after the massacre, I remember David Hogue told CNN like, we're children. You guys are the adults. You need to take some action and play a role, work together, get over your politics, and get something done. So, this book
1: Some of the the lawmakers are adults, not all of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, this book is a manifesto for the movement that begun that day um, that really changed America and this voices of a new generation that are speaking. Truth to, to power. That's and the an,
1: one thing that I uh, do take heart in the fact that, like, I feel like younger generations, they are not fetishizing guns at all. Like, they are. They no, see the reality. of they want They're like, in the future, it's going to be get rid of all of them. We do not want to deal with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, why go on? This has been, if you've yeah. made it all the way through, congratulations We're, to you, because th- these things are really difficult. It's just like the films and the books, but we do think it's important. I'm going um, to experience. I'm gonna
1: give myself a heart attack if we keep talking about this too long. My like blood pressure <laughs> is rising the longer we talk about this.
0: We have to stop just to save Jacob. So, my <laughs> friend, why don't you plug us up?
1: So, no jokes on this one, everybody. Stop by your local library. We got 37 branches all throughout Erie County. If you want to learn more about um, the reality of the situation, uh, things that can be done, um, and all that, just stop on by. Uh, tell them what you're looking for, and we will help you out. And don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org to see what programs we got coming up. Uh for you and your family. So come check it out.
0: All right. Some facts that are usually fun, but oh, I can yeah, assure I you today they are not. They're
1: gonna be real real knee slappers today.
0: Each day, so every day that we wake up and experience twelve children die from gun violence in America mm. and another thirty-two are shot and injured. Awesome. Um, since Columbine in 1999, more than 338,000 students in the U.S. have experienced gun violence at school.
1: Gotta get, gotta, gotta shut down those uh, drag shows, yeah. though. That's what we gotta stop.
0: 44% of Americans know someone who was shot. Almost half. That's almost half the country confess to knowing someone who had been accidentally or intentionally shot with a firearm, while 23% admit to using a gun to threaten a family member.
1: Which, yeah, you're cool dude, cool, you're a real big man.
0: States with more guns have higher firearm fatalities. These are the facts. Harvard Injury Control Research Center David um, Hemingway states that there is such a wide array of uh, empirical evidence that indicates that more guns in a community Leads to more homicide. That's that. And higher police officer deaths happen in gun friendly states. Imagine that. I mean, according to the American Journal of Public Health, occupational mortality for law enforcement officers is much, much higher in states that have less restrictive gun regulations. So I can't see an upside to anything about everybody having guns. So, you know read the books see the films make the calls make your yeah. voice heard don't, and don't hopefully... let
1: yeah don't let your legislatures walk around in their hot dog suits saying like oh i wonder we're gonna get to the bombs i wonder who is responsible for all this or how this is happening like let make them fix this situation man it's getting ridiculous at this point
0: make your voice heard um but thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time bye